0: Come on, man.
1: And with the local DBC News, Ellen Cool on with the again,
0: again. Come back. More so long. But tonight, Hi. And I'm Keith. And this is. From a Somewhat reliable source of information for. Most things, John. Most things, Keith. And here we go with the second, I guess you will, installment as Music of documentary. Our, our, our music documentary. And that was uh, LL Cool J, Mama Said Knock You Out, Keith. Because, you know, we wanted to go with this flow. Don't call it a comeback. We've That's been right. here for years, Keith. That's right. We you know, been. we are not the new kids on the block, but we're salty we've got <laughs> <Salty>. experience <laughs> that means like uh mad or something these days no it, it, it means yeah, like that. you you're a, like a salty old sailor yeah you're like you're grumpy like grumpy, old, grumpy yeah now we're not grumpy but um so on that whole ll cool j thing right yeah don't call it a comeback keith flumbadiddle's not comeback we've been here for years so a little bit on that right old ll he had had his big run in the 80s now all this crazy gangster rap come along nwa and all that stuff and he thought maybe him and a lot of critics thought maybe he was on his downward slide, but you know what he did, Keith? What he did? He had a talk with his grandma. With Big Mama. With Big Mama, and Big Mama set him straight. Said you just go knock him out. That's right. So, so there he, he wrote went. Wrote a song I'm, about it. So he wrote a song about it. He said, "Y'all may say I'm done, but I got the last say on it." So lots of cool samples in there. Yeah. Some Sly and the Family Stone, some James Brown. Uh, anyway, and he had that mic. You remember that video? He was mm. in a boxing ring and he had that mic like, and in this corner, oh yeah, flumadiddle. I don't remember that. He was ready to rumble, man. He had the big fat mic like we do, man. So yeah. we're rocking it. All right, Keith, so tonight you got coffee all over your paper already? I know, I've already spilled coffee. Man, we're doing yeah. good.
1: We're off to a good start. We're yeah. off to a good start. All right. <laughs> all right. So we are talking tonight, John, about logistics and uh, we'll describe to you what logistics <sighs> is, and my tea, man. how logistics is used, um, and just all about logistics. It sounds boring, but this is something that really interests me, John. I, I just think it's uh, amazing what people pull off just using their brains, right?
0: Well, I tell you what, logistics, when we first mentioned it, I actually thought it was pretty cool, too, because we're just geeky enough to think that. <laughs> I know. But, but we, we need the audience to think it's cool, too, though. Right? And, yeah, so let's, let's tell them real quick what logistics is, Keith. Logistics at its most basic, let's just keep it simple for the people, Keith. Okay. Getting stuff from point A to point B. That's it. Delivering stuff, right? Now, or, it's... A, or... or, or transporting guess. stuff. Yeah. Nowadays, we're going to get into the whole idea of delivering stuff. But back in the day, you want to start with a little history, Keith? Well, first, What though, you John, got? Go First. Ahead. First.
1: Let's say that if you do not have our premium membership... Now is the time to jump on board because yes, it is, is. twenty nine ninety nine, and we're going to be putting some sales on that pretty soon, so it's even lower than that. But um, a percentage of that goes to help the widows yes, at Widows does, Link. Um, uh, also, um, a discount card, right? And discount cards are good in this day and age, Keith. And it's going to be digital, John. Okay, I'm, dropping, like that. I'm dropping that on John. He didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. So like, you want have to hear. have this card to remember. It'll be digital, and you will be able to you know, present your phone for the discounts. So, all right. I like that. So anyway, we've got all kinds of discounts coming up. Uh, we already have 10, but we're going to try to add about 10 more to make sure you got about 20 locations you can use that. At. And uh, just remember, you're helping the widows and you're helping So.
0: And ultimately, we would like to expand that out of our local area. Yes. Uh, that's what we're doing. Like, you know, I don't know, Keith, will we ever expand that to Ireland? I, I don't know. So. See,
1: my plan, John, is is when I see someone who is a member in another area, right? Like, say we have a Chili's discount here or something, right? Um, I will call the Chili's in that area and say, "Hey, gotcha. you have a Flummadoodle in your area now, which means you need to support this discount." Hey, right?
0: there you go. I like it. Yeah,
1: and they'll be like, "Okay, so yeah, it's going to be everywhere." So.
0: Okay, right on. All
1: right. So logistics. Support
0: Flummadoodle. Support the widows. And logistics, Keith. That's right. So, like we said, at its most basic, logistics is about getting stuff from point A to point B.
1: For, now that's or that's a very point A to point Z.
0: Point Z. I'll go with that too. Or it could be about getting stuff from point A to B through Z. Yeah. So now that's a whole different thing, and we're going to get into that in a minute. Yeah. But logistics, as we begin to talk about it now, first, I guess, became a thing in relation to moving war material, And so even right. going back to like the great civilizations, the ancient Chinese, your ancient Greeks and Romans, uh, Egypt. Yeah. I mean, take it all the way back. Assyrians, whoever it is, wherever you had... I mean, history goes, just think of the pyramids. Exactly. Talk
1: about the logistics that the went logistics into that, The right? logistics of something like yeah. that.
0: Getting stuff that you need from here to here so that you can do whatever you need to do. Right, because that's one thing that baffles
1: them about some of those ancient uh, buildings is that the rocks are they're huge and massive, but they're not generally found in that area. Right? And they're like, how did these people get these huge, massive boulders? You know, from you know thousands of miles, however far it is. And so they well, we know Keith, that man. generally that was the aliens
0: <laughs> yeah. who did that. Yeah, if you watch ancient and then ancient they went aliens. back to uh, Uranus and Pluto and <laughs> Venus, <laughs> so they got the stones out of Uranus. Exactly correct. So I figured that. <laughs> So, we're not going to stick too much into the ancient history of it, but that's what happened. Imagine it really came to fruit, uh, you know, a big point with the Romans. Yeah. I mean, they conquered much of the Western world, all the way over to the edge of Asia. And so, to be able to supply the Roman legion right. all around those theaters of war, all around, I mean, is just amazing. And uh, Romans are known for their roads, right? And that is right, an aspect Roman roads, of logistics. Logistics.
1: Jogistics. Jogistics. It's, <laughs> it's logistics. It's also an nice aspect of logistics, <laughs> It and, sure is. But that's what we're talking about. Logistics is not just hey, let's get this from point A to point B, but it's, it's
0: all the things that go into the, that. Mechanisms, yeah, the by mechanisms by which you get yeah. those things from point A to point B. Right. All right. So let's bring it on up. You know, he mentioned roads. You know, as your gosh, what am I trying to say? As whatever ways they carried it back then mule-drawn buggies or chariots, chariots yeah. or whatever on up through the Middle Ages. Then you've got places like castles or fords mm. over the years that were uh, storehouses of different things that right. could be uh, distributed out into a certain area. But really where we're going to skip forward to is kind of the 1900s. The word comes to us from a French word, logistique. Logistique. And it was in relation, obviously, to war material. you got to say that like a French man. Logistique. 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 Oh. la salle de bain dans le metro. You know what that means, Keith? <laughs> no. Oh the yeah. The bathroom is in the subway. Oh, okay. That's not what I thought. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to do. The situation excellent. Like oh man, God,
1: we should. You, do don't, that, you don't remember right? that one, do you? Yeah. Top of your head.
0: No, I've got it on my phone, but we'll look it up later. Okay. Look that up. Ferdinand yeah. Foch, situation excellent. Great story. Great bit of hopeful encouragement. Absolutely. We actually talked about that on one of our shorts. Yeah, we did. Only found on premium. Only found on premium. So So, let's move on up again to World War I. Okay. So we're in this new industrial era mechanized warfare. Literally hundreds of thousands, millions of people. It's really horrible, uh, you know, fighting and killing each other, that sort of thing. But the idea of supporting the troops... You've got tanks, you've got to have fuel, you've got to have clothes, you've got to have food, all that stuff. Right. So, the people who were in charge of this kind of stuff were called logisticas.
1: Right. And that's where the word came from.
0: Right. Yeah. I and some that. people say use that logistica word for back in the Roman days. I'm not sure where that specific thing came from, but, uh, you know, we'll call them a supply sergeant if you want to, if that makes you feel better. There you go. Just somebody that's over the stuff and over getting the stuff to the people who need the stuff. All right, so... Very important in war. It is. You have to keep supplied. So, of course, then, now, World War II is a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. By then, you not only have massive ships, you've got planes, you've got cargo planes, you've got merchant ships. You know, we're talking about... This entails not just roads, but we're talking about railroads, ocean lanes... I mean the aliens involved. We talked about earlier. Yeah. We're talking about outer space, orbital right. stuff. didn't um, stuff from Uranus to Earth. Exactly. That can be done. <laughs> it can be so, done. So, but anyway, what the transition comes. World War II really sets the stage. Up until this point, it was actually called most of the historical stuff I looked up. There wasn't much about just logistics. You could find a little bit, but if you looked up military logistics, huh? So it was generally talked about in terms of military logistics. There didn't become this transition to business logistics, which right. is what we're really going to talk about more today. That's a post-World War II, modern era type thing.
1: So it seems to me that like the businesses, they had a problem to solve, and they saw that in war, they had already solved this problem. Exactly. So the research had already been done. You right. Know? So it's like, hey, let's look and see what they did. You
0: know? Now, since then, it's built and become a huge... Field of study, oh yeah, and development within make, its, yeah. within itself. People make a lot of money just like being a consultant
1: right. of for logistics. logistics. Yeah.
0: So my understanding, and that's going to lead us up to this time, is that so post World War II and really in the '60s, and especially, imagine this, Keith. Even in the around this area, '30s, '40s, '50s, you know, most of the material and goods, a lot of the food was local. Yeah. We live in a rural area. The economy. Was certainly not global like it is now, not in the same way. Right. But with globalization and a you know, and this worldwide economy, this idea of logistics became really huge. It did. Yeah. It was still an issue of logistics to get food from, you know, this certain area of the state to another area, or right. to get stuff to grocery stores, uh, you know. But when you're only sixty miles away yeah. from somewhere where you're taking stuff, it's a whole new level a, when it goes worldwide. It's a whole new yeah. level when it goes worldwide. So yeah. that brings us up to the '60s. In our modern era of logistics, okay, and w- what comes to mind when you think like when you first mentioned logistics to me, mm-hmm. or I mentioned it to you, what what came to your mind? Like four things immediately came to my mind, really four companies actually.
1: Four companies, okay, yeah. Um, to me, Amazon and FedEx is a big one. Um, I know you're gonna say this one, but the U.S. Postal Service is a big one. The U- and UPS. And UPS, yeah. U.S. Postal Service, man, they kind of got that thing. You know, before a lot of people did. You know, they're they're all about logistics. You're getting mail right from one place to another. Maybe
0: back in the day, you had a horseback guy. was right. that? The Pony Express, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So we that's do a getting mail on the Pony Express but, too. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that would be cool.
1: Or the, the movie The Postman. Have you ever seen that? With no. the, uh Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Oh, I you think know, that was you post know, dances you with know Shaggy cannot stand. Kevin Costner. Really? He's a terrible actor. Well, I he's not really. the greatest, but I he's did not but He's not real versatile, but he does good at the roles that he plays in. Right.
0: I mean, I'm okay with him. I, I, You know, I'm not real excited yeah. about him or real upset either way. Yeah, he's, he's... Though I do love Dances with Wolves. I like
1: Waterworld. It's like the only... I, I like that movie and nobody else in the world likes it, but
0: it's okay because I watched it when I was like 10 and I thought it was cool, you know? That's all right, Keith. Yeah. I'm not judging. Yeah. So we've decided that uh, we're going to hone in on a couple of these particular right. companies really more than anything else. And, Keith, if you'd like, let me do this. I'm going to step up for a moment, if you will, and help my brother Keith. Okay. So he doesn't knock his cord and make lots of noise like I'm doing right now. Oh, I'm sorry, man. No, no. Hey, it was in your way, man. I should have moved it. It wasn't in my way. All
1: right, good. Thank you. Appreciate it. Right, you're welcome. All right, so let's start with Amazon. How about now, that? Here we go. All Amazon. right, Dirty Bezos. Dirty Bezos. That's but we have said some good things about Amazon recently, right? Well, I
0: can't help. I, I
1: we both for like, better or worse. a... Yeah. Anyway, we both are Amazon users. We're both. Be, I've been using Amazon Big since ninety eight. Yeah. probably. I mean, I order stuff on Amazon all the time. Um, we recently talked about how they're a little bit better on their privacy than other companies, right? Right. Because we are the customer instead of right. They the are product. selling yeah. durable goods.
0: Yeah. So you know. so
1: anyway, when you do order something though. Automatically, immediately, things are in motion. That's pretty cool. It, it, yeah, sorry. We 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 got a new setup. <laughs> John's telling me to face the mic. For those watching it on YouTube, you'll know that we got a new setup <laughs> we kinda here. We kind of look at each other a little bit. Every well, now this and then. is our YouTube debut, right? Basically. Hopefully, and so, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But uh, we are we usually face each other and talk. But now that we got a camera in front of us, we're trying to face the camera, and so it's just a little bit different. So, anyway. I am now facing the mic. You can tell the difference. So when you click <laughs> buy, though, John, immediately things are afoot, right?
0: That's the first domino is kicked over. Yes,
1: and it's it's instant, too. You, you think, well, some person does something somewhere. No, uh-uh, no. Mm-mm. It's an algorithm. It's a, it's a robot. And what is so cool, uh, let me just explain to you a little bit about their warehouses. Their warehouses are a third... Of the a mile long, a third of a mile, fifty nine football fields in size. Fifty
0: nine football That's fields. That's crazy, and they have a hundred
1: and nine of those worldwide, and and maybe even more since the, whatever article I read, you know, right. I mean, but anyway, um, I watched a video. I think it was twenty nineteen though, so it wasn't too old. I tried right. to make sure we newer research, but um, so the key is though is that the products, the packaging, the shipping, the receiving is all under one roof. And they have 800 employees in that one building, over a million different products in the inventory. jobs. one
0: million—that is million. crazy.
1: So here's what's cool, though. When you click buy, there's you think, okay, some some robot goes into motion to go get your product. No, your product goes into motion. The products are actually on these shelves or these pallets that are sitting on top of these little square robots. And the shelves go to the pickers. And if you get on YouTube, guys, and look up how this works, there's these robots just moving all over the place. I mean, you watch and you're like, how do they not run into each other? I mean, and as soon as somebody hits click, it it might be going one place, but then it just seems like it's better through the algorithm to now change course. It'll just change. It'll just go where it needs to go. And so your product shelf actually moves toward the picker. Where the picker will take your product and package it. That's wild. So man. you ain't got people walking across an entire that's voodoo warehouse. Cool. It is. It is so weird. The robotics is amazing in these warehouses. And uh, now, not all products are on them. It's kind of like you know they put the ones that are bought the most on those kind of things oh, sure. and stuff like that. And they they probably do have inventory in there that's not on the robots, but they're constantly just restocking these robots and they're just moving all over this warehouse. It's really cool.
0: That's awesome.
1: Um, so. There's 100,000 robots inside a, fulfill, a fulfillment center. Wow. In 2012, they bought a robot company called Kiva for $775 million. Uh, so when you click, you just automatically put a robot in motion. Uh, the pickers use a box that the computer tells them to based on the size of the package ordered. So they don't even have to sit there and decide what box to use because that would take too much time, John. And this is logistics, all right? They're talking about, like, the box that the stuff ships in? Yeah, like the, the, the square brown cardboard box. Right. So, like, they have a, you know, all of the boxes are organized and in order there and everything, and so the computer will tell them exactly which box to grab before they even see the product. You know, they've already got, got it ready. You. The product comes to them. They're ready to put it in a box. After they box it, um, they put it on this conveyor belt, conveyor belt, and uh, it gets labeled and sent to shipping. And the labeler right. is a machine. It's automatic. You know? Right. Boom. Labels on it. Um, they recently started trying to cut back on reliance of USPS and UPS, which we just talked about. They now handle 26% of the shipping of all
0: on- online orders themselves. That's pretty crazy. So, okay, let me ask you this, Keith. So that's the where the, it gets expensive. Yeah. That uh, kind of what do they call it? The last mile thing. Yes, the the shipping like part. Really, who yeah. actually gets it out to you know County Road One Twenty Three, Ranburn, Alabama, out in the middle of nowhere? That's right. a lot of money to get out. You know those kind of places. I forget there was a name for that. It wasn't last mile.
1: It is. Is it last, last mile delivery? Yeah, okay, last that's mile.
0: what they call it, yeah. So Amazon doesn't have their own truck, so they got to rely on FedEx Ground, UPS, and but, US post. that's Service. what I'm saying. Now they do. They're they're, but trying they're to, working towards. They're working toward that. They're now handling 26% of
1: their self and working toward more. They now have 50 of their own planes, their own air hub that will hold 100 planes, 300 semi-trucks, and 20,000 delivery vans. Really? Um, yeah. Must and like and they actually stuff. operate their own ocean freight service between the U.S. and China. So they're, really? they're trying to dive more and more and more into this delivery part.
0: So are they even a fraction the size of like a FedEx? Probably not with that kind of no, stuff right uh-huh. now.
1: We'll get into that. Uh, I mean, they are a fraction of the size, yeah. But like a
0: tenth, a hundred. Uh,
1: okay, so they have a hundred planes. FedEx has six hundred fifty.
0: Okay, so I mean, so we're talking like, there. I mean, more yeah. than ten percent. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. It, it's becoming formidable for sure. Oh wow. Um, that's when they're going to break them up, Keith. Now they—that's when they got the monopoly when they're right. going to China with their own boats and.
1: And they also have a lot into the last mile thing. Now, obviously the vans are for last mile, not the freight, but the vans are. But they also have this thing called Amazon Flex, which is kind of like Uber for delivery drivers. So people can use their own car to deliver packages for Amazon. They also have got into the drone technology. You know, they got drones that can fly for 15 miles with packages under five pounds within 30 minutes. That's weird. And here's some patents. So, if you want to see what Amazon's looking at for the future, John, yeah. this is interesting. All right. Only an eccentric extre- billionaire, a citric, an, ex- an eccentric, eccentric billionaire yeah, would think of something <laughs> like this. Um, they have patents for giant flying warehouses. Okay. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. You got to bet. That's cool. Warehouse. Drones that can react to flailing hands and screaming voices. Like uh, hey, know, yeah. that's
0: my package. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'll take one of those. Hey, I don't, I don't what if know. They react yeah. to flip flops.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, playing hey. my flip flops. <laughs> and uh, and they have sidewalk bots for deliveries. Oh man. So like, kind of looks a little bit like what they got in their warehouse, but a little bit bigger. And it just kind of goes through, and you open the bin, and you pull your package out. So it can go through like a whole neighborhood, you know, delivering packages. Sidewalk bot. Mm.
0: Um. Well, I guess we'll have to have sidewalks again, Keith. We've got really right? Amazon's going to bring back the sidewalk. Well, yeah. Maybe the front porch will come along with it and community will follow, all because of Jeff Bezos' vision. Yeah. I'm Maybe. Kidding. We, we need sidewalks, man.
1: We need sidewalks. I like it. I like sidewalks. Front porches. Um, so you mentioned U, US, UPS and USPS, the United Correct. States Postal Service. Um, I did a little more, bit more research on FedEx, um, They have 650 planes flying 400 destinations carrying 6 million packages
0: every day. 6 million.
1: Every day. They have air hubs all over the world. And here's the interesting thing, John. This is where they make it special. They have a super hub in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah,
0: and I knew that. I knew their big one was in Mm -hmm.
1: Memphis. That's due to its location being ideal to reach everyone in the U.S. in the shortest amount of time.
0: My grandfather was fond of saying that you couldn't get anywhere in the United States without going to Memphis or St. Louis first.
1: Uh, I mean, so he, he was, was at least he was, right on Memphis. Yeah, he was right. Yeah, he was on to something there. Um, they have 150 planes from all over the world land at the super hub between 10 p.m. and 1 a.m., and then immediately they're unloaded and put it into the automatic sorting system. Within 15 minutes, it's at its next flight staging area where it's loaded onto a plane. So you got a plane that flies in, and between 10 and 1, 10 p.m., 1 a.m., within 15 minutes on its next flight stationary. That's how quick it is. Mm. The next plane takes off between 2 and 4, and depending on the del- the delivery, they'll either go onto another smaller plane or just straight onto a truck. And at that point, the customer will have the package by 6 a.m. Crazy. Wow. That's crazy, that's man. Quick, man. Um, they also do have logistics. secondary hubs. You know, they do have that super hub, they have secondary hubs to um, as well. To sh- for shorter trips, you know, it don't make sense. Like if you were going from Orlando to Atlanta, it wouldn't make sense to bypass Atlanta to go to Memphis and then back to Atlanta, you know. So they have other hubs that would take care of that right? without having to go to the super hub. I got you. So that's two of them, how they use logistics. So that's all I got on the research on how it's done. I think Amazon, to me, is the most interesting. What do you think?
0: Well, we've talked a lot about... You know, we're talking about goods and services, and it doesn't have to just be products, but that's kind of what we're focusing on. That's mm-hmm. the easy, obvious thing. Right. But we started talking some more about some philanthropic possibilities and some logistical consultation. Right. Keith, do you have anything on that you want to share?
1: Yeah, I do. Let's let's talk first real quick about the future of logistics. Okay, so, cause let's Because you, you did history, and then we did current, and now let's do future, and then we'll talk about how we can use these things for good. Okay. Yeah. Um, So what do you think, what do you see coming in the future of logistics? Obviously, using more technologies, right? We already see how Amazon has integrated using people but also technology. But as technologies increase, I think we'll use more technology. What do you think?
0: Probably so. I mean, of course, I'm no logistical visionary, if you will. Right. But it seems to me that the only thing you can really do, the only place to go is increased efficiency. Yeah, which maybe that happens with more technology. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I, you just make every product in the world fly, and it can fly into the box or just fly itself to your house, Keith. Now you may be like coming up injections. with something right there, man. <laughs> like just off the top of your head, you know, John wants royalties if that happens. Yeah, like um, if I order my little earbuds, they'll just pop themselves in a package, and the package yeah. will just fly to me, Keith. Like flying packages, right? Exactly. Instead of drones, the actual packages are the drones. Here. Yeah, That's there you go. Pretty it. neat. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Some gravity-defying stuff there. Absolutely. So I think drones is something that's going to be more and more used. They, I, I saw a cargo drone, John, and um, it's not battery-powered drone. It's a, you know, it's kind of like what the military would use kind of drone. You know what I mean? Right. But it's shaped different than a passenger plane. So I think that's part of the problem. The people building these planes that they're using to deliver packages are actually shaped. Passenger planes, and they just gut them out and use them to deliver packages. Right, but this company came up with a better design that's more apt to delivering packages, and it's kind of weird looking. Look it up. It's a it's a um, cargo drone, and uh, so yeah, so they'll be able to like without pilots or pilots at home. You know, they'll actually pilots. They say that the goal is to have a pilot like actually flying five or six of these things at one time. So okay. you know, so you're reducing the amount of money you're paying.
0: Are they like United pilots? You get to you get know. to have the buffet and all the drinks you can drink before you get on the plane and fly everybody. Yeah. Fly the drones around.
1: <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> Kinda of scary. You're right? gonna get uh emails from United.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean United. <laughs> we didn't mean United. It may not maybe it's uh maybe it's uh New Delhi Air. There you go. <laughs> so, um Another thing is the the smaller... I don't have anything in particular against United. It's okay. I've never flown it.
1: Or New Delhi Air. (laughs) If there is a New Delhi Air. (laughs) Um, But the smaller drones, obviously, they're already starting to use those, so that's going to be something in the future. What do you think about 3D printers, John? You're talking Um, about getting a product somewhere fast.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Just have uh, what local hubs, and they just print them out real quick. Or well, you just or they or Amazon provides you with your own three D printer. There you go. And then it's kinda like an Echo or something like that. It's your yeah. Echo three D printer. And they just print out your stuff for you. Yeah. So like
1: I don't know what percent of packages you be able to do that with now, but I'm sure there's a certain amount of products that are being moved that actually could be three D printed. And I you know, three D printers is definitely a whole nother podcast, but you know, it seems like the technology will be in our future. I feel like it will be.
0: Well, if we're just going to go all out, let's just go Star Trek, man. You know, you just hit the button, <laughs> and it just generates your stake right there. But it, 3D knows the a real thing, it knows you're the talking molecular about, structure of your you're earbuds. You're talking about and, science fiction. I'm talking about something that's actually
1: real right now. All right. But the technology, you know, to your point, is not as good as it needs to be to do what I'm talking about. But I just think, like, in the next decade or two, the technology will improve, the price of them will go down, and we might all have a 3D printer in our house, and when you click buy on Amazon, it just starts printing. And like ever so often, you just get a shipment of materials for your 3D printer, you know? Okay. Just something to think about. Who knows, about. Keith? Who knows? What other Who? technologies we might do? Augmented reality. We had an episode about that we last sure week. We sure did, yeah, the so glasses. That's awesome. Augmented reality will help um, with, you know, John mentioned the example of loading a plane. Loading planes, yeah. that sort of thing. Just different Absolutely. things like that. So,
0: Which is all it boils down to increased efficiency.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we we did start mentioning, though, with each other, though, how logistics not only can help people sell products, though, but can help people in
0: need. Right, John? Absolutely, man. So I'll give a little plug. We do the us, but a very reputable uh, uh, nonprofit that I've supported for years, my grandmother used to support. It. It's been around for decades. It's called foodforthepore.org, and they work mostly in uh, Haiti, the Bahamas, uh, South or Central America, that kind of thing. So, we talked about that, talking of getting material. Let's say they have, um, not, now, not all their stuff is just food relief stuff. They do microloans and economic development, trying to help people become self sufficient. Yeah. But they also have, like, in places that have had very devastating situations, you know, you have food and clean water and those kind of things that have to get there quick. And when you're talking about loads and loads of stuff, you know, 7,200, you know, truckloads. Right. uh, You gave an example of a company like that, Keith. You want to share that? You said that was a company that provided food for the poor. Yeah. If it wasn't this group. And what were you saying about that? Well, John, are we going to do a podcast on just that? We may. Maybe just give them a little hint. About so, what yeah, you've said about that. Yeah,
1: the- so there was a company that had to call in a logistics consultant just to see like how they can better get food to it, and he noticed a lot of problems. Um, just one problem, obviously, is spoilage. You would think that, you know, this is what I thought a lot of times, is that maybe there's not enough food being donated. It's not really the case. I mean, there's actually plenty of people willing to help out, and we got food that can be provided is getting the food to the people is actually in a timely fashion? Yeah, in a fashion where it doesn't spoil. I, I know my my mom used to always say, you know, when you didn't finish the food on your plate, you know, just, there's you know there's kids starving in Africa, and I'd say, Were well, you gonna give it to them, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I knew she couldn't, she couldn't get it there in time, you know? Right, exactly. I mean? So it's like, so you know, I, I was just being a little smart, Elliot. Really, but the thing is, is that is the problem actually? It will spoil before they can get it to them. So we'll talk a little bit about. How this guy used logistics to solve this problem, and maybe we'll talk about more about other problems that can be solved with logistics as well. Yeah, and
0: I like that idea. You know, we all we all have items that we need, and so that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also want to say, you know, not just focus on our own needs and wants. Whether we're getting stuff from Amazon, but how is this going to affect the world in a positive way? Right. Just using something as simple as logistical efficiency. Yeah. Could save lives. Right. That's not something you think of when you think of logistics.
1: Right. We, I think sometimes we try to think of too complicated of answers. Right, John? And that's actually
0: Ackman's how... Razor.
1: Yeah, that's actually how we got into doing a podcast about logistics. I mentioned that we need to think on Ockman's Razor sometimes where the, the simplest answer is probably the right answer. And that's kind of what logistics depends on. You know, Amazon... This is something I didn't know is that Amazon's logo has the smiley face, you know, the little, the little
0: arrow. Oh, is that what that is?
1: Well, it's not. Well, sometimes it looks like a smiley face, but you know it's an arrow, right? Right. Well, the arrow goes from the A and actually points right at the Z. Have you ever
0: noticed that? Yeah, I have.
1: Okay, so I didn't notice that until I started studying this. I didn't this. know what
0: it was, what the point was.
1: A to Z. A to Z. They, they, they will fulfill the complete order and get it to you, everything from A to a Z. A to Z. Yes. Yeah, so well, I, th- I didn't
0: really realize that. So you learn something every day.
1: Yeah. So, um, but that's the point though, is that the the quickest point from point A to point B or Z or whatever you want to call it is a straight line, right? Straight it's just, line. It's the simplest answer. I think that's what logistics is all about. We have to sometimes simplify our way of thinking and say, Hey, what's the simplest answer to this solution to this problem? What's the right. simplest solution to this problem?
0: Well, all right, Keith. That's How it. How can man? the folks get in touch with us? do you flum and do you flum at gmail.com yep and what else got anything else on your we're mind we're on facebook we're on facebook <laughs> look us up man come on yeah. hey and we just want to exhort the people be encouraged be filled with hope and peace i know it's a weird time in the world but uh this too shall pass absolutely grace and peace peace out